It's Randalicious. Welcome to the SEO Rand. I am your host, Morty Overton. You might know me better as Semrush's head of communications, but I will remind you, this podcast is an unofficial Morty asset. This is not an official Semrush property in any way, shape, or form. This is pure unofficial Morty magic, Morty mania. Um, where can you find the SEO Rand? You can find it at the SEORant.com. So surprising on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, wherever great, mediocre, and completely terrible podcasts are found. We are there. When does the SEO rant come out? Typically weekly on Thursdays, but some weeks I don't do an episode if I don't have time. It's just a side thing that I do. So it does make sense to subscribe wherever you consume your podcast. Again, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, whatever. I don't even know all of them anymore. There's too many of them. Anyway, for your listening pleasure, we have the um, well founder of SEO Photo Lab. I've never actually talked about SEO for image, uh, images, but for photographers before, which is I'm fascinated by the whole subset to begin with. I actually have a photographer friend. I'm going to bring him up in this podcast, I think, who needs some SEO on his site. Um, it's Karen. Julia, how are you? I am fantastic. I, am- I, I find the whole... So I have a friend that my next door neighbor is a photographer and he has a website and it has like no content. It just has images, <laughs> pictures. Like, that is such a typical photographer thing. Yeah, because my wife has a friend, also a photographer, and the same thing. Yeah, there's a there's a consistent um, overarching uh, challenge that photographers have, and that's usually no words. So it's it's a I love working with photographers, though. I've been a photographer myself for. I saw that. I was going to ask about. That. Yeah. Well, I I've done photography for longer than that. You know, since school, really. Um, that was a while ago. Let's not go there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've been working with photographers for several years now, and there are these kind of consistent overarching kind of common things, and a lack of words uh, is right. one of them. Right. So uh, many funny stories about what people have ranked for because of the lack of words and because their sites made no sense to Google. But that's possibly another podcast. So when I, yeah, well, when I brought this up to my friend, he said, well, I can't do what you're asking me to do because my, the platform that I use is specifically for photographers. And they don't let you do any of this stuff. I'm like, that, oh my goodness. That's another thing. So there are platforms that are made for photographers and they're the most un SEO friendly. Unbelievable. I was talking like basic things. Like <laughs> you have to have some wording here and a title over there and categorize this. And wow. uh, the, the challenge I have sometimes is, you know, potential clients will come to me and say, I want to be found online. And I think, well, if you're on a platform that's so restrictive that you can't add any words, you know, you're going to struggle, really. Um, it, it's so limited in terms of what you can do. So, the, and the thing is, you know, we all know you don't, it's not like you need loads and loads of words on every single page, but there just needs to be a little bit there that gives a little bit of a suggestion to what you might do and where you are and who you provide your services to. Like just the base. Right. Wedding pictures, bar mitzvah pictures. It's like. Can, like just basic. little hints, little hints, nothing to kind I, of, you know. I know people are listening who've never, haven't worked, let's say on, on, a, on a photographer's site and think, well, what are you talking about? Like, there's nothing there. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. You know, and they're like, people can't find me, and I don't know why. And I'm like, I don't know where you're based <laughs> in the world. Like, I have no idea. Are, are you next door? Are you in California? Who knows? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. I saw a great one recently where they they do French style photography, photo uh, for weddings, but in England. And God bless, I couldn't figure out 
are you, I was a reader, couldn't figure out, are you targeting France or are you targeting England? I am completely confused. And and this is the thing, you know, and, and often actual kind of ranking in the right place is as much about clarity as anything else. I tend to um, start working with clients who are all about keywords and what's my keywords. And I'm like, no one knows what you do or where you are. So we're going to start there. Keywords are a little bit. <laughs> Everyone starts keywords. When I was at Wix, it was always that. You know, talk to a website owner. Like, oh, yeah, what, what, my, what are my keywords? For keywords, I'm looking at your site. I don't know what the hell it does. What are you even I, selling? I, I've, I've got to share this. I've got to share this. This, um, when I was working with a previous agency before I set up Photo SEO Lab, um, I was working with a client who couldn't be found anywhere. We set up Google Search Console, looked at the data, and he was ranking for pizza stores. Because all that they were talking about on the homepage was the things that um, they they liked. So (laughs) Great, I guess. I've always want, everyone's always wanted to ring for pizza near me, so good for it. (laughs) for them right <laughs> you know i'm like well there's a couple of options we can change the text or you can diversify your business really that's your option <laughs> how, are, how are your pizza making whichever's easier for you really oh, yeah, exactly exactly so <laughs> whatever okay. works we're actually not here talking about photography and, and and websites or maybe we are we're actually here talking about seo and dealing with with designers this is yeah this is my this is my rant I mean, there's a whole range of things I could rant about, Marty, but designers, I think, is <laughs> so, literally why we're here. So pet hate is designers that say that they do SEO. And I'm sure there's design companies out there or people out there that will do both well. So this is hashtag not all designers. Can I just say before I, you know, it would be better if you really just threw everybody into one boat and just like sunk the ship. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, not all designers. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I've worked with some um, amazing, talented designers whose um, SEO knowledge and skills is kind of up to date, but they are few and far between. So what I tend to find is that what should happen around maybe like designer theme changes in relation to copywriting and SEO and what actually happens is a completely different thing. Um, and having conversations with clients where I'm trying to explain that there's no such thing as an SEO footer and the add in every time within a hundred mile radius isn't really going to help. I know, I know it, it, it gets worse. Um, you know, or, or just not having um, any correct labeling, not having any of the kind of tracking set up. I mean, it's fine if you don't want to like, sit, but I think, as a as business owners or service providers, we've got a responsibility to kind of clarify our roles and explain what we do with clients. And it would be, you know, for me to sell more SEO services, there's a whole load of things I, I could say, oh, I'll do your copywriting as well, and I'll do this as well, and I'll do the next thing. And actually, really, um, I kind of suck at design. Um, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, I, you can you can be good at one thing and excel in that thing and do it well, rather than try to do all of the things not very well. And my pet hate is when you know a, a client comes to me and they're like, my my website's all SEO'd, right? Right. That's yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's all been SEO'd in the design, but my rankings have dropped, and I don't know why. Right. You know. But what is it about designers? I've seen this before where you have these sort of like design agencies and they'll sort of like dip their toes into 
other things? Is something unique about designers where it's a problem or is it just your pet peeve as designers? Well, I, I don't see copywriters doing it as much. I think copywriters in the most part, and maybe this is just my exposure to copywriters, but they tend to really focus on the message and on that client connection and on the what's what's the value we're offering here? Who are we connecting to? Who's the ideal client? You know, what problems are you solving? What what are you selling? What's your why? And I feel like copywriters are more certainly in my experience um, focused on their they stay in their lane you know and I have copywriters that get in touch and say okay can you just do some keyword research for me or can you do some um you know research for this or that and they they just tend to behave themselves they stay in their lane (laughs) (laughs) this sounds very skill teacher um (laughs) but but that kind of makes sense because you feel like you're you're a designer and you're you're looking at this this is my site I'm designing it I'm structuring it I'm creating it and now to have to think about a secondary concern of discoverability or or audience targeting, you're like telling Picasso, like, stop painting out of the lines, buddy. Exactly. And great design can be so powerful, you know. Um, yeah. it's, it's such a kind of a asset in terms of, you know, setting yourself apart from others in the industry, from creating differences with competitors, from kind of, and there's some fantastic, really talented designers out there. But when things, when anyone starts on a conversation with me where they're like, it's already been SEO'd, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> let me run a quick, let, let me run a quick, quick um, audit on that. Like um, the whole page is shifting around, I mean, SEO'd, like what's going well, on? And, I'm glad you mentioned that because the other thing, of course, is the core web vitals and um, things like accessibility. Yeah, you know, that's where you get into real trouble with designers because that's. Oh, whole- my goodness. Marty, I can't tell you the times I've had to sit and rework a palette that a designer has created because the text isn't visible enough. And, you know, sometimes the accessibility tool throws up some contrast issues and you think, yeah, that's all, actually that's all right. That's okay. That's not too bad. But there's some real extreme text so like that i'm thinking that's that's going to get pinged for the right it's very artistic you know (laughs) but people can't actually read it and this is i the the com the frequency of conversations i have involved around have you tried looking at your website on a mobile phone and bright sunlight for example and is that script text readable if they don't know (laughs) Uh, so yeah i think there's there is a a balance there of um, design that is needs to be usable. It needs to be practical. Design can be beautiful and practical as well. So, and I think that what even makes me more want to rant about this is that all these um, guidelines are they're free. They're accessible. You know, the best practice guidelines Google publish. There's the blog that Google publishes. There's all the, the webmaster hangouts. There's so much content that you can find those answers really quickly. So when I have yet another site that I think, okay, so let's start with text sizing, shall we? Um, <laughs> or contrast. Or It's all design, really, you know, in terms of getting a, a site kind of up to speed. And that's what drives me crazy. So. But that makes so much sense because they're coming at the site once they're once the user's already there. What do they see? What how are they going to interact with it? How do they feel more how they feel about the site? Whereas Absolutely. you're worried about getting them there to begin with. Well, and they're and, just and like, ah, oh, that's not my problem. 
This is the thing, though, because if you, you know, I work with a client and I, you know, persuade them to add just a few words, just a handful, just a few little words that just tell people who they are and what they do. Um, if I break through that barrier and I'm able to um, achieve that, that lofty um, goal, then, you know, if people just leave their site when they get there, that's not really going to help them book more clients so I think for me really the there needs to be nothing on the site that is gonna you know make Google think that it sucks (laughs) basically (laughs) you know and if you've got really tiny text and small text of the little text that's there that really doesn't doesn't help matters in my experience no what I find difficult sometimes is where the business owner themselves is all for it Right. So um, I'm trying to think I've like two cases in mind. One case was had to do with more like corporate vitals kind of thing where they're loading tons and tons of images. Right. And that, that idea of not doing that or maybe using galleries or just limiting the number of images from a conversion point of view, just they were not having it. Or you have a case where, yeah, I hear what you're saying about, you know, making this change to my content and approaching it this way or approaching it that way. But the way it's set up speaks to my branding. And there's all of this pushback. And there's a happy medium. I, I, I get it, right? If you're going to go on social, you're going to share this link, and you're going to want to have the branding there the right way. I get that. That's a legitimate concern. But so is the other one. And my approach to this is to ask them about the data they have to back up what they're saying. Um because Usually it's not they're not getting any social shares they're not getting tracks socially have no impressions not ranking it's nothing but the if, branding is there because if the 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 client says they want to maybe have fewer than 100 photos on a blog post or um you know sl- slightly smaller photos or like maybe some gallery combinations or some words then i find a good place to go is to look at the data and to see what um, queries a page has been shown for in Google Search Console or to have a look at the, the behavior flow and analytics is so telling. I love that chart. I'm like, okay, so let's look at where people are leaving. <laughs> All right. So, so, there. <laughs> you know, so once they see that data and often I'm working with small business owners who aren't necessarily tech savvy and this is things sometimes they've designed their site themselves um, in a way that's easier to work with. It's harder when I think they've invested a lot of money in the designer and then we're sitting there in a call working on a new palette that's right so you want to nip this in the in the butt and make sure they don't do the (laughs) bad design they spend tons of money on and now they throw it down the toilet because no one legitimately no one's going to do that it's yeah it just doesn't help it doesn't help so right place right time get it at the right right part of the process before it gets out of control absolutely and this this is why that whole um you know balance with designers copywriters seo people um it should be a team effort it should be a team effort where there's open conversation you know if someone's having a new web design um the sooner i can see what the design looks like or the sooner the copywriter and i are working together then overall there's going to be a better final result for the client you know without a doubt a hundred percent. I wonder, like things like LCP, which I, is the, the hardest of the, the core vitals to, to get right. It almost, in a cert, to a certain extent, you could argue that it redefines like how you go about thinking about the design of a page, that, that ginormously 
vivid, awesome, high quality PNG that you have up there? Well, often, often it's a slideshow. And because photographers struggle to choose photos, which I do as well, so I'm 100% being a massive hypocrite here. Um, but if you've got, you know, 10, 20 photos in a slideshow that no one's going to completely watch anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry to burst anyone's bubble, but they're, they're not. They're not. We've not got that much of people's attention. We've just not. So it's, you know, it needs to load fast and get the message across and have some connection in there, some story, some, you know, a bit of our why. Um, something to kind of really kind of pull people in. Yeah, but that's like where you have like that hard buy-in. Again, like if you're if you're designing a site, the, the photographer site is a great example. You're designing this site. You're putting all, you need to make that. If I am a client or I'm, I'm, I'm in the hunt for a photographer and I go to a website, it better look good. Now, the fact that a photographer and a web designer are two different things, I don't care, right? Because I'm, I don't make that connection in my mind. They just got to look good. And, and now you're just sort of like stuck because like, how am I going to get like things where they're supposed to be technically and how am I supposed to align my page the way it's supposed to look for, for, for search and then have that like awesomeness that people expect from a photographer. It's a delicate balance. Um, especially when, you know, within Google's own guidelines, they say, consider, you know, do you need photos, which for all of my clients, that's a hard yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's like, no, we're going to have to work in a solution that includes that feature. Um, you would have to imagine, like, what is a photographer happy using a JPEG? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just, I'm, I would have thought, no, 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 we have to use a PNG, much better quality, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm happy to hear that. JPEGs look fine, really. You know, I, it's not I like... don't notice a difference. <laughs> I'm not a photographer. I have no clue. Um, I think WebP kind of loads faster. So yeah, and WebP I think is like better. adaptive adaptive images so that webp can load and you know if it's in a browser that supports it then as long as right as long as you're not using like some crazy ass browser yeah um but and i was i was going to mention one there but it's like um Uh, but yeah, as long as it's kind of adaptive and it's, it's flexible and stuff. I mean, J- JPEG is absolutely fine, to be honest. Um, and I think it is important to have a range of photos on there as well, you know, but they don't all need to be absolutely massive. Um, and I think it's all about, about kind of balance, really. Um, but having a design that actually includes space for your kind of brand message to be communicated, really. So as we're getting closer to the ending time before my listenership falls off a ginormous cliff, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe if you could, I, I don't put, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but walk me through just sort of, you have a problem or, you, or maybe something you've actually, an actual problem you have had with the designer and navigating the fix. How do you just, where do you start? How do you approach it? Worst case scenario, the client already spent money on this thing. They don't want to change it. The designers all up in arms over Neo and a tiff. How could you question my, my work? Now what? Well, the way that I approach SEO is a little bit different anyway. I have live coaching calls with clients. So because photographers are small business owners, um, I deliver my projects live with them, um, which is a little bit different. So when we have a design situation, as I like to, to call it, it's a case of, communicating with them okay here's what best practice looks like and here's the resources that show us that Mm -hmm. so let's look at the chrome dev tools let's look at the guidelines around core web vitals let's look at these things and now let's have a little look at where you're at and quite quickly they're like oh my text is too small 
Right. So I kind of quite like it if they're telling me if I kind of it makes it less like I don't want to be like, okay, your website sucks, you know? Um, <laughs> that's probably not a good, not a good approach to this. I mean, sometimes clients get in touch with me and that's their first, you know, opening they're like my website sucks and I need help. That that's fine. But it's well, that's, when they've that's kind of great. invested some money. But there's that awkwardness of I don't want to be like undermining designers. Right. But and mm-hmm. I can't really not. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's tricky. Awkward. Just tell them, kill it with fire, burn it. Um <laughs> My approach is generally to rather than um, I, I did create some little training materials for designers and to try and kind of, you know, uh, which I've had mixed success with. Um, but I think just getting in there and improving it and moving on seems to be, you know, but I thought right. I'd have a rant about it anyway. Also, look like, you know, there's plenty of battles to fight. I guess choose them carefully because some are bigger, some are smaller. Absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes if it's just a case of um, a little bit of a, a slight change here and there or just making text a little bit bigger or improving it you know it's it's a fairly quick win really chucking a menu in the footer and right you know be done with it some, yep. some call to action and stuff it's not it's not anything that's 100 it's okay not to have, have everything checked off 100 everywhere i know checklist yes yeah. this is this is true this is true so on that happy note where can people find you they can find me at photoseolab.com um, where I am kind of typically working with various photographers and various messy website situations. Um, pers- most of my job can mainly be described as persuading people to have words. I think that's just... <laughs> <laughs> you need words. I, have, I know somebody who, who's, who has the best words, but we're not going to go in that direction. Uh, okay. <laughs> again... <laughs> Um, thank you so much for coming on. That was, I love just ranking, not ranking. It's a bad word. I love sharing the frustration of life. And that was a, that was very cathartic. It was cathartic. I kind of, I can, I feel like I'm, um, in definitely feeling the benefit of getting all that off my chest. That's been five years of that rant has been built up. (laughs) I should charge like 50 bucks an hour. (laughs) Invoice me afterwards. That's cool. Um, Where can you find the SEO rant? Again, it comes out weekly on Thursdays, each and every Thursday for the most part, not each and every Thursday. Shouldn't have said that most Thursdays it comes out. Uh, Check us out at the SEO rant.com on Twitter at SEO rant or just follow me on Twitter at Morty Oberstein and wherever great, mediocre and terrible podcasts are found. Again, Karen, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this and we should do this again. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. And to everybody else, toodles. Toodles.